Thank you so much for joining us again. That was a beautiful way to introduce us. Uh, as always, <laughs> me, myself, and I. And then, of course, now the yodeling man himself. I got him. I didn't let him know that I was starting the podcast. So I just. It, it, it crossed my mind when I was like um, two seconds into it because I wasn't looking at my, yep, at my Zencaster. Yep. I, I had ESPN to time that as, like, as yeah, well as I could. <laughs> um, so today, a uh, little bit of free agency news. Um, and then, you know, good old March Madness is still happening. So a couple things we're going to touch base on in free agency. Um, we can cover. There's two big topics that I want to talk about right off the bat. One, I also know you want to talk about it. So that's the one we're going to jump into first. And it's the trade that happened recently. So okay. with with good old Elijah Moore, explain to me mm, why today. you like <clears throat> what's going on. One, I think I think I think the me the move means a couple things. Part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers to the Jets hasn't been like official in the news or anything like that is because obviously Rodgers had a wish list, but there's also like an asking price that Green Bay wants and they want some more picks and the Jets get a second round pick in return for that mm-hmm. while adding other receivers as they signed McCole Hardman as well. Um, I think that pick is something that they're going to use for leverage to send in the package to Green Bay to secure Rodgers. So I think that trade is ultimately going to help get the ball rolling on that faster. Yes. And we're going to have an actual answer about that in the next week or so, hopefully. But also, he so has I, to, like, yeah, I like he that. So it's all the drama with Aaron Rodgers out of the news. And I'm so sick and tired of it. <laughs> He's a diva. But man, but the other aspect of it is like Elijah Moore showed promise. And I think he has a lot of talent. And then they went and drafted a wide receiver to take over his number one role. And then also you got draft a QB that's more worried about banging his player, his teammates' moms, than he is playing football. And oh, I mean Zach Wilson will probably hang. He probably hangs that on his on his coat rack. That's something he's probably proud of. But um, Mm -hmm. but Elijah Moore to the Browns, I like it because. You still got Amari Cooper there. You got DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's shown some level of talent, but he's got he's got to work out the kinks a little bit. And then you get a very viable third option, Elijah Moore, who could no, potentially take won't. over that second role from DPJ, depending on what they what they do there. But if if Deshaun Watson can even like he doesn't have to go back to being you know top five to seven QB like he was before all this. But if he can even just get back in the range of top ten to twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, that, Watch out. So the Watch things out. I wanted to talk about 110% was the Elijah Moore trade and Aaron Donald. Because I think you're right when it comes to um, Aaron Donald being – yes, I said Aaron Donald. Aaron Rodgers being a, a diva and a drama Aaron Rodgers? freak. Here's the the thing is the the Packers hold all the chips. They know the Jets want him. We know he wants to go to the Jets. We know all that. Now, for... Well, so yeah, because Green Bay has nothing to lose because they already know that the alternative is... Right. Rodgers so and the and thing Watson, is, they already got Jordan Love. If they're going to ask for a first or second 
or multiple first. There's a player, 39 years old, league MVP, um, and is statistically great. Then you also have another QB, 26, previous league MVP, and has proven he's great with very little weapons around him. Which one would you rather have off the plan A versus plan B option? Someone 39 where you might get one or two years out of them, or the guy who's 26 who you can build around? I mean, Green Bay is already kind of in rebuild anyways, so like it's time to move on to begin with. They... You know, Devontae Adams is gone. Alan Lazard is gone. I get all this, but I was talking about for the Jets. If you were the Jets, which ones would you want to build around? The 26-year-old league MVP or the 39-year-old league MVP? Just off the line. I I would. Which is dumb. The team that they're putting together, the way they're building it, they're trying to win now. I think they saw enough progression last season that they think that they're just a actual quarterback away from no. maximizing the potential of that offense, which adding Aaron Rodgers to the fold, coupled that with the, the Bills losing a couple people, like it's not unreasonable for them to be competitive next year. Like I don't know. They're probably I think they're they're hoping to get the same Brady kind of essence out of Rodgers and hope that he still got, you know, four to five years left in him and this is going to be like a Tampa situation like Brady went to as opposed to just a one-year, two-year rental. But who knows? Uh, I mean, yes, yes. is is Rodgers Um, an upgrade from every quarterback on that Jets roster? Oh, hell yes. Do I I think it makes them a Super Bowl contender? Like everyone was like, oh, Denver Broncos to the moon. No, I don't think it's going to equate to that. I don't think that the Jets are necessarily going to fall flat on their face the same way that Denver did last season. But – I, I can see I can see them winning eleven games with Rodgers wow. there, and you know because I, I can see them splitting with the Patriots, splitting with the Bills, and probably losing both games to Miami. I think Miami's on paper the best in that division right now, slightly above the Bills, with so far with the offseason moves. <laughs> Obviously, yes. that all changes with but one tackle. The big to Tua, thing I wanted to touch. We'll see. Um, And if the AFC is down too right now, like outside, like outside of that division, you really got the Chiefs and Cincy to worry about, and that's it. Everyone yeah, else is like well, a question I, I don't mark know. as a whole. Bill, I would consider AFC. Bills, <laughs> Dolphins, Chiefs, Bengals, uh, maybe a healthy Watson, Jaguars. I think all of those are are good. Jaguars, I, I'm intrigued by the Jaguars. They can get some defensive depth. I, I agree. Really so helps take the, the, the reason I didn't care for this nice. trade at all was it's a lateral move for Elijah Mitchell, who has a career career yardage of under 1,000 yards. So More. he has 984 yards while playing in two seasons. Granted, I understand he, who his quarterbacks were. But he actually regressed this year because of Garrett Wilson. And name name the other Jets wide receivers. They're not good. 
they did select him in the second round. So take technically they traded a second and a third for a second. Because he was a high second round pick. He was like the number two overall pick in the second round. Okay. He, Elijah Moore was a high pick. He was fast. I think they could have utilized, utilized him better in the slot at, you know, the Jets than they can with the Browns. Now, the Browns, yes, they added another sneaky good weapon uh, to go along with Mario Cooper and DPJ and uh, Hunt and Chubb. So they're they're clearly trying to put something together. Um, and the signing of Miko Hardman made the Jets go, hey, we can uh, lose one speedy guy. But uh, Miko Hardman has done less than Elijah Moore. Like, Miko Hardman's even worse. So I didn't like it at all for the Jets. Um, but, I mean, it will get them to trade for Rodgers so we can have that shut up there. Um, really what I thought they should have done is not go for Miko Hardman. Just grabbed OBJ because he's still available. He's still free. Um, and that would have been fantastic for him. Yes. But the money that OBJ wants probably hinders the very true because Hardman also. was a one year deal for not Compared much at to all. Hardman. Um, and they did just sign. I mean, we saw the tweet. OBJ was like, I don't, want, I was like, <laughs> man, I don't want 20 right. million a year. Uh, I just said four million wasn't enough. You can respect that. Now, they did also sign Alan respect. Lazard before <laughs> your contract. Um, yeah. That that was an Aaron Rodgers preparing for him to come over. I don't mind. But that. I don't. Mind I I think Odell first off needs to go on a one or two year deal of prove it. Like two years, ten million, four to five guaranteed. Rest of incentives. A show you can stay healthy. B show that you can play at a high level. We get that you technically have a ring now, even though you went out at half for the Super Bowl. You were doing good before then. Yes, we all know this. But it's another injury for a 30-year-old. It's another down step. So I'm not I'm not fond of what the Jets did in general with Elijah Moore. But Speak. Bobby Wagner. Speaking of the Jets, I'm going to throw out one hot take real quick for the season. No. Well, it's it's about the Jets. But um just like last year, you know, Jonathan Taylor had a second season letdown, a lot of it due to injuries. But really, I think Brees Hall is not, Brees Hall is not going to have the season everyone thinks he's going to have next season. Oh, not that he's not going to be okay, good or so. be fully recovered. I just don't think that it's going to be the same. Mm. Uh, I think he's going to have what? a year two let down as well. Yeah, with the way, but long run, I think he's going to be all right. Part of part of the reason I say that isn't because I don't doubt his ability. It's because I think. Michael Carter's shown enough that if they don't need and to I hurry actually up and agree give with that Brees twenty five plus touches keep a game, they're not gonna in there for longer. Um and with an actual passing threat, it'll help. You know, Aaron Rodgers will help with not making them know it's either going to Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall. So Especially since the guy, the running back type in an Aaron Rodgers led offense. The guy that gets majority of the touches yeah. is the Michael Carter guy. He does. He plays Aaron like Aaron Jones, Jones more than Brees Very does. good um, with the with the Packers. Man, I am 
slowly forgetting who they are because they're becoming irrelevant. Uh, the Packers. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I traded Jones immediately. And I'm starting to like when I when I sent that trade Big with Aaron Jones out to, to get Mixon and Tyquan Thornton. If Mixon, I was if I was it was a big risk because of what just happened at Mixon's house. But Mixon had all charges dropped. Yeah. Or like he's not going to be indicted on anything. Like nothing was his fault. So I'm like, hmm. I mean, I'll take a, I'll take the youth over anything right there. I mean, he's two and a half years younger than Jones. Right. And then I get Thornton well, on I top, and I—I I mean, I'm Mac Jones owner, say so why not? They're the Jets are doing what the Packers did. They're going to have Aaron Rodgers come in, coach up, you know, Zach Wilson for two years, and then give Zach Wilson a real shot, just like you know Green Bay did with Jordan Love. Hey, sit behind one of the best all time and learn. So. I guess this will be a test run for the Jets. A, they get Aaron Rodgers so they can figure out if they need to move on from Zach Wilson because they'll see how well Jordan Love comes out and does. If Jordan Love comes out awful, guess what? A, the Packers are screwed. And B, they lost their Hall of Fame quarterback and the Jets are also realizing maybe he's not the best mentor. We should release Zach Wilson to go somewhere. So it, there's a lot of things that are going to be based on this one football team with a lot of things going on. Now, Jets have done a lot this offseason. They really have. Um, so they're revamping. They're ready. Question is, do they somehow beat what they did last year? So last year was 7-10. and 10, Patriots went 8-9. Dolphins went 9-8. and 8, Bills 13-3. and 3. So... Do they rise from the bottom of this division? Because it was a surprisingly tough division. I think it's the most... Last season, I think it was a toss-up for the most competitive division between the AFC East and the NFC East. With Washington, Cowboys, Philly... The Giants, I mean, three out of those four teams made the playoffs, okay. and Washington wasn't eliminated till the second to last day of the season. So, and then, and it just like the AFC East was very tight last year as well. But I think with the Eagles imploding their roster, yeah, dude. and Daniel Jones being locked in for four more years in the Giants, <laughs> I, uh, I think they've taken a, a notch down a little okay. bit compared to the AFC East. Just, just because I still, just because I think the Bills took a step, have gone down a step a little bit. I still, I don't know. I need to see them get a big time running back in this free agency period, and then they got to, they have a huge hole to fill linebacker. They, they need linebacking help. I see deal to just. I can help see Bobby out. Wagner. Going I mean, they lost Tremaine the Edmonds. So, yeah. To re- to, right. I was gonna say to replace Tremaine Edmonds so that way they can draft a guy in a later round and, to develop. And that was instead instead of having to waste an early round pick on one, and then they can go they can beef up their and that's kind of what I was thinking too. I think the Bills the earlier, early round. are gonna take a little bit of a hit. Now, am I gonna go as far to say this? You know, AFC AFC East is this year's AFC West. You know, because everyone was like, oh. All the best quarterbacks play in the AFC West. They have Mahomes, they have Herbert, they have Carr, they have Russell Wilson now. So, like, yeah, it's Jimmy G now. 
Um, it's Jimmy G now. So lateral. <laughs> Right, going from so Derek loud. Carr to Jimmy G you, is like going so from Jimmy go G to, Jer- to Derek Carr. Performs and didn't <laughs> win you enough games. Yes, so you went out and got a guy who underperforms and doesn't win games. Okay, gotcha. Glad we're clear there. The Saints wanted to move on from a guy like Andy Dalton who underperforms and doesn't win games, so they go out and sign Derek Carr to underperform and doesn't win games. Like I've just lost. I'm just lost. The only thing that I hope for is that um, the NFC South division gets their head out their ass and Baker Mayfield leads the Buccaneers to a playoff berth. 11-win season, Baker Mayfield, I'm calling it. Just just throwing that out there right now. It's not not crazy to think of, especially if, I mean, if they can – have a healthy offensive line. Rashad White can replicate what he was doing and take another step. Their defense isn't horrible. It's not as good as it was when they won the Super Bowl with Brady, but they've lost some pieces. But, I mean, yeah. they probably well, arguably mean, have the, the second Saints best defense helped when in the they signed Jonathan the Abram um, from the Raiders. <laughs> uh, he was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. I really loved him. And they, um, and they just signed him. So, I I I personally think that the Saints are going to win the the NFC South mm. this year. I I like Derek Carr in New Orleans. Okay, away from all the drama and the pressure to. I like that. I like that a lot. Just go have fun and be away from it. I like Michael Tom <laughs> Michael Thomas actually so being excited about game. his quarterback for the first time since twenty nineteen. Right. Um. He, he, he's going to magically be healed and he's going to play. And yeah, I have that guy. Olave's, Olave's nice. If it, what what if the Saints oh, draft yeah. a running back in the first oh, two rounds? Yeah. Big time. That means Kamara's um, done. Just so everyone knows. And just so, and for fantasy purposes, if you have Kamara, if yes. anyone is willing to buy him right now, get rid of him. He's done. I, th- I personally think I, that he has I played his be. last snap of football in the NFL. He but, honestly should. He I mean, that's not – obviously, that's just my opinion, but – should be out. He should be if, – if you've watched that video, he should – like, if, if Ray Rice was put on the NFL exempt list and banned, then so I should, agree. Kamara's going to There's no way. There's no way. Ray Rice, what made Ray Rice is so bad was like the moral aspect of it of, you know, don't hit a lady. But but what Kamara did is technically like. Yeah, that was stupid. It's definitely just like John Moran. Like, Like, you guys have the bag. Why are y'all doing this? I mean, Jock can't return to action tonight, but he was coming off the bench. Like, no, you got out of a bad situation if you were in one if you weren't then guess what the why go act hard like go live a life i mean don't don't be wrong like don't be wrong like they're making bad decisions and like they're dumb decisions right but at the same time there's a couple differences like we all made bad decisions like he's still young like you got to think about a lot of these athletes that are coming up now we're not the young yeah, kids anymore we're older than a lot of these athletes athletes our age are the vets think about it right now 
we're not thinking about it the same way, like the way we should be. So like they got to have time to make their mistakes and learn to grow from it and mature from it. And that's what we hope. And obviously like, you know, five, six years from now, he's still doing the same stuff. Then yeah. That's for for Jaw, yeah, I'll, I'll give him but, that one. Like, give him the time to learn and grow from this and be a young dude. Make the mistakes. And, and let him make the mistakes. Like, yeah, his career, he's just got to show that he's, that he's learned from it and grow from hit. it. He'll be, he'll be uh, if he does he'll be grow fine. and mature. Now, some mid-signings. Right. Which I think I think, um, I think he will. He is, seems sincere again, in his Smart by him, probably. And his publicist told him to. Um they got to protect their asset too. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, but yeah. still, doesn't doesn't mean that he um, doesn't sincerely feel so. Mid signings that, feels... that happened. Um, first, we're going to go with the Cowboys agree with a contract with Ronald Jones. Um, I was going to talk about that. I was going to, but I was going to ask you a question. I was going to go with your most overrated signing of the offseason and your really? most underrated signing. Oh, my most we are underrated on signing opposite spectrums. The then, yes. Um, just, cut. I don't know if I put him as the most overrated signing, but he's high up there because he's. Yes, I get he had a great year with almost a thousand yards and seven touchdowns, um, but he's going to compete with Eckler. He hasn't really done a whole lot, so like, not Eckler. Pollard. I was reading about Eckler being Eckler's pursued for trade options, which we're going to bring up next. Pollard. But uh, for um, Jones, he's going to compete with Tony Pollard, and Pollard's shown that when given the the bulk of it, he can be great. I mean, Jones went to Kansas City, and what did he do? A uh, whopping played six games, 17 carries, 70 yards, one touchdown. Um so, like, where are we impressed? Oh, oh, really? I mean, because Kansas Isaiah City doesn't had a pretty good year as a rookie. The same way having to be sprinkled Dallas in. Does. Yeah, once they fu- – yeah, this is the second best offensive line that Kansas City's had in, you know, Mahomes' entire career. The, the offensive line that Jones is running behind, the offensive line that Pacheco got the – privilege of running behind were two different offensive lines and what and that's why i'm saying that though like the, the year that ronald jones in 2020 ran for 978 yards on 192 carries with those seven tutties that is the year that you know tampa had a top five O line in the league he's good between the tackles and in the red zone and, the, and dallas has dallas has a pretty good o-line and if he's not asked to be the receiving like he doesn't have to be the receiving back and the third down back Ooh. on this team because like Pollard's one of the top three best at it in the league. And he, I, I hate the Cowboys as much as anybody, but like, it's kind of true. If you look at it, if you go by like a per game basis on those stats, like he's pretty damn good. Like Eckler's pro like Eckler's definitely number one in the league on that. Like it's Eckler and CMC are probably one and two. And those and those situations in the league, and then like you really got to start thinking about Pollard after that. But between the tackles, especially like early on in the season, because yeah. you don't want to risk, you know, Pollard's leg getting crumpled again. 
Jones might have an opportunity to carve out that's a nice little chunk. Most... I, I can see him averaging four and a half Yo, yards per carry on that line. Just because that, just be, just, yeah, just because I feel like probably ninety so plus percent of people have the same opinion about it. As proven you wrong than to be proven right. Okay, well. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be proven. I'm proven. Right, I would baby. say my most overrated is Roger good Goodell this. signing a multi-year extension, but he hasn't technically signed it yet. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. To everyone. <laughs> um, my most underrated is Mayfield. Get to him the out box. of there! I mean, we had to see that coming. I think Mayfield's still a great QB. I think he's still gonna be good. I think that's what's going to help that team stay in playoff contention for another year. I think that's what's going to help them um, just one last shot. Even though their team needs to stop it going to rebuild, you lost Tom Brady, you're going to lose some more gadgets over the next couple of years. It happens. My most overrated signing, um, it's a quarterback, but I'm trying to decide where I want it to go. I think I'm going to land it with the Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. Just I I do like Derek Carr more. He oh, more so you like Derek Carr more than Garoppolo. Now, granted, I love Derek Carr for the Saints. You're right. They have better options to, to help out with um, and they're going to play a better style ball than, you know, the Raiders will. Um, and I think the, the Raiders truly were looking for just a game manager. And you know what? That, to a T, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I mean, he's never been spectacular, never throws for close to 5,000 or anything like that. So I think it's going to be very overrated. I think people are going to go into it excited, and I'm not going to be surprised when they end up at the bottom of the division. Like, the Rams are our Rams. <laughs> The Raiders are going to just come out and the shit Raiders. the bed. They're going to be at the bottom of that AFC division. They're going to be this year's Broncos. I don't see they had six wins last year. They had six. I don't see them beating that. Not at all. Yeah. So again, it's no, just a I, th- I think they win move. four games next year. Honestly, <laughs> I. I don't. I don't expect Denver to come out and be like elite, but I think they're definitely yeah, gonna be better than they were. I last agree. Year. You can't. There's no way with that much talent you could be worse. Well, it doesn't seem like Russell Wilson's trying unless you're to play trying. football at all. Like I don't. Know. Broncos, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Like, dude, how about you ride yourself to the study room, figure out what happened to your throwing motion. So. I mean, dude, he looked horrendous. Um, excited for the <laughs> Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson to to knock off some rust. Excited for Chubb and Kareem to to come back, be a great duo. Amari um, Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, and then Elijah Moore. Because uh, don't don't forget they had a couple good ones, young ones, David Bell and Anthony Schwartz that were also there. I mean, they still got David Njoku. Harrison Bryant, another younger guy. Um, so I think the Browns, and they kept that defense mostly intact. Uh, so 
Oh, and they re-signed Anthony Walker Jr., which I think is an underrated signing. Maybe that's who I should have put as my underrating signing. I really love him at middle linebacker. So I I have a lot of faith for this uh, Cleveland Browns team this year. Really, really do. Um, I wouldn't say they're going to beat the Bengals, but I think they're, especially if the Ravens lose Lamar, I think they're going to swap. I think they're going to be second in the division. That's 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 my hot take on them. So now, okay. Do you have any other ones that you want to touch base with on NFL free agent signings before we hop? I'm gonna say my second. Yep, one more. My second most underrated <clears throat> pick. If Carolina, who do you think they should take first? Can hit. On the QB that they take at the one hundred and one, CJ Stroud. I the reason I'm always hesitant on Ohio State QBs is because one, their track record, and what two, like they've never had to learn or evolve Ohio State QBs in, in the sense that, as in the no, in college, in the sense that they always had the best receiving core yeah, in the country over the past. Joe Burrow, years. if you were a quarterback at Ohio State, you Ohio had the best receiving I want to hear country. that. So you never. So you know, <laughs> he played like four practices in an Ohio State uniform, but but what I'm but like they don't they don't have to like learn the nuances of the game and the, the hills and overcoming them like in that in those regards of some other QBs. But watching that Michigan game as a as a Michigan fan, and it's something my brother told like comes to, comes to me about like the entire turning point in this past game like this game wasn't going to be a blowout like it was this, the season before if this play doesn't happen the way that it does the, that play in the end zone that uh he yeah. threw that CJ Stroud threw on a dime that Mike Sanders still broke up he couldn't have thrown that any better. That was a perfectly placed ball. The only reason Sanders still breaks that up is because he was a he is a former wide receiver turned cornerback, and he knows how to time the jumps on the routes. Yeah, because he was a receiver. That is literally the only reason that play got broken up, and that that turned the momentum in our favor, and boom, the game was over. But like if that doesn't right, happen, which they're up by like seven at that. Not point. great like history in the horseshoe. horseshoe for Michigan. So and. So I think for one, so CJ, I think CJ Stroud is like I've watched some game tape on him, and he actually can. So make Carolina some should take him, and then <laughs> he's. What do you think that will do? He's good. For I like Stroud. I was wondering if you're going to mention that. I think yeah. that the signing of Adam Thielen is going to be a great help for that, because he's a veteran presence, gives him a legitimate red zone threat. Um, you know they got their running back in Miles Sanders, so there's to take some pressure off. They got a decent, they got a good defense. Yep. They got a decent the offensive Foreman line. Did a hell of a they job. proved that they can run the ball last season without CMC. Damn. And yeah, you lost. Yeah. You, you lost DJ Moore, but you yep. still have a great athlete in TJ and, uh, and Terrace Marshall. And they still have Robbie Anderson right? and who I think has a lot to prove. Oh, and I think he, he will. And he's young. No, he retired. Uh, yeah. Um, but you still got another first round pick or like if, even if not, there's, this is a yeah. deep receiving class. You got second round picks, draft a receiver, like that'd be good. 
they'll be just fine, especially if they sign especially if they sign another one of these free agent wide receivers. I was, yeah, still I was there. actually about to bring up like, like it doesn't necessarily mean they have to go draft one. They but there are options still out there. Um OBJ and Hopkins, uh, they could easily grab. Because yes, you're right. Or right now their wide receivers are Adam Thielen, Terrence Marshall, She Smith, and LaVisca Chenault Jr. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers Preston Williams from Miami a couple of years ago, who as a rookie looked good, but hasn't been the same since then. But he yeah. was a bigger guy. He, he suffered. Right. So like he was He's technically suffered two injuries. Pretty decent in that short span. Uh, what was that, like 2019? Yeah. Um, for... Yeah, but. Yeah, but I really like that Adam Thielen signing because I think it's going right. to help the transition. Now for... I'm looking at this and what should I'm be looking CJ at the Stroud. wide receivers, and I I'm noticing a little some some on them. They're tall. Uh, she Smith is the shortest at five ten. Then Lavisca Chenault at six one, and then of course we got Preston Williams at six five, Terrence Marshall at six two. And Adam Sealand at six four, so or six three, so they went out and got some height, which again, C.J. Stroud is good at a deep ball and a high placement, so maybe they are gearing up to do that. I, li- I like where your mind's at. Yep. If if they hit on this QB and they can get a little bit of luck, like I I know I just said the Saints, I expect the Saints to win the division. Just because I'm not, I don't want to necessarily bet on a you know rookie QB. Just mm-hmm. it's not very often you know a Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow just comes out, just wins the division, comes out like on a tear. Obviously, he didn't do that his rookie year because he tore his ACL, but his first full season in the okay. league he did. And I so I, I'm just going to lean on the side uh, of the I veteran so presence, too, but I, I think future. the Panthers are in a really um, good spot for the And future. speaking of the future, tomorrow we've got some games coming up. For March Madness, um, it's the Sweet 16. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe this is already happening. Uh, first, I want to jump into the local one. So Michigan State ranked seven against the number three uh, Kansas State Wildcats. And I'm looking at the experts. Most of them are leaning towards K-State. I actually put a bet in for Tom Izzo because I'm not going to bet against him. Um, oh, yeah. I get that Kansas State, they've got Keontae Johnson and Noel, but they were able to shut down other people. I'm I'm going to I'm gonna go state on this one. It's tough. Whew. Just that home pride. I wanna go state. It's just gonna be tough. Kansas State, Kansas State's been playing really good basketball. I mean, Michigan State's been playing some of their best. It literally is one night and one night only. Win and move on. That's it. So you can't have one guy have off. Yep. Like across the every single one of these is within three points. So 72, 70, 74, 73, 76, 73. They're all close games. No one thinks that this is going to be a blowout, which they shouldn't. T- 
team field goal percentage for the season, 45.1% for Michigan State, 45.8 for Kansas State. Rebounds per game, 35.6 for Michigan State, 35.1 for Kansas State. Assists per game, 14.5 for Michigan State, 16.8 for Kansas State. Blocks per game, 2.9 for Michigan State, Kansas State's 2.8. <laughs> Steals, Michigan State, 4.8, Kansas State, 7.8. So a little bit of a discretion there discrepancy there uh points per game scored michigan state 70.2 kansas state 75.5 but michigan state gives up only 61 points per game kansas state gives up 67 points per game so they have roughly the same margin of victory well yeah so who are you going to lean then who is you going to be your final who wins it one and done baby Thank you. That's right. Come to the, the Izzo train. Man. Come over to Gosh, the state. It, man. It's... There we go. This Love Michigan to hear it. Fan right here. Um, you heard it here so first. Then we've got Arkansas versus UConn. So number eight, Arkansas against number four, UConn. To me, this one's not a hard pick at all. Um, some of these are close. Some of these are not. I'm going UConn all day. Um, I get... Exactly. I was going to say they yeah, were both my dark horse. I, them to be one of the dark I love what they have going. Plus the women's <clears throat> side, UConn's still winning. So guess what? They could happen just like it did back in the day and have both the men's and women's team come home with the chip, which would be hilarious and super cool. But I'm going UConn. Well, 12, I would say, I think it was like 12 out of the 16 remaining teams in this use in this, uh, NCAA tourney for men's have never won an NCAA title. They've all won. Obviously, Michigan State, UCLA, UConn, uh, Gonzaga. Tennessee's won one. As They've well. won. And then, Gonzaga. Yeah, they did win. Has Miami Houston's ever won, won one? one. Uh, I can't remember. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'd have to go down that rabbit hole a little further. It's, but it's a, are you also taking to... UConn pretty easily on this one? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. Arkansas has come True. to play. They, and they knocked out a number one seed. They, so. they are not going down without a fight. They're or not a number one seed. I mean, they they knocked off Indiana, which was a team I was yeah, pretty you, high on. Yeah, you're looking... This. They no, they're not. What Kansas. The wrong part. No, yeah, they no, they they knocked they knocked out St. Mary's. They knocked out St. Mary's or yeah. Arkansas knocked out UConn Kansas, yeah, which was one of my uh, picks for um, one of my. So yeah, they did win. knock off had, the number one seed Kansas, brackets. who I had going farther. Yeah. Um, but losing to UConn anyway, so wasn't too much of a devastation. Not like my Purdue pick. <laughs> Fucking going to the the lead eight. Destroyed it. Actually, hey. most of my Elite Eight are still intact. Um, I had Houston, Xavier, Yukon, Gonzaga, um, and then here's where it dies. Purdue, Marquette. Both of those are dead. And then Alabama and um, Baylor. So I, I've got five chances to still be correct on my Elite Eight. I want to be correct. <laughs> 
none of my uh my champions are knocked out. Hmm, Travis, none of mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so UConn. We're not talking All about right. that. Um Tennessee uh versus yes. the Florida Atlantic Owls. Now at first when I first reviewed this, I actually wanted to say Tennessee by a landslide. Then I went back and realized they're they're good, but so is Florida Atlantic. Like I didn't give them anywhere enough credit. Um, so, whoops, my bad. Because uh, I mean, they knocked off um, Memphis, and then the number sixteen seed, who shouldn't have been there, but I guess technically, since the number sixteen team beat Purdue, and I really liked Purdue then I guess technically they were better, right? So um, match-wise, yeah. Yeah, I mean, tech, I mean, they beat the people who beat them. I would say I so. I think this one's going to be a little closer than I first thought, but I'm still going to lean towards Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I get FAU relies heavily on the three ball, and that can so easily change it. But Tennessee has one of the best three-point defenses in the country, um, so I'm still I'm still going to take them. Maybe a closer game, you know, somewhere in like a five-point spread. What about you? Who who's taking home the gold? Okay, fantastic. I'm going Tennessee as well. Just because I don't FAU, I mean, Memphis was a decent squad, and yes, the 16 seed beat Purdue. But like, if you've watched, paid attention to Purdue all season, there it was give it to Eddie or die. And if so, as soon as somebody with some weight was able, wanted to stand in front of Eddie and make him have to work for his baskets, like their offense was nothing. They did, they, they were like Michigan. Yeah. Dixon wasn't having his way in the paint, nothing. And they were able to expose that. So they haven't really – I don't think FAU has faced a caliber of team like Tennessee oh, so far this okay. tourney. And I so think, think Tennessee is FAU's actually going to win quite handily by 15. Um, real test, and you think they're going to handle it poorly. Okay. I, I feel it. I love it. Um, yes. I only have three out of my eight elite eight people still left, and it's all on one side. I had one side of the bracket. I was three for four. <laughs> and the other side, I was oh, or I was one for four. Oh no! So I got one, two, three. So I got four. I got four because I got Houston, Texas, UCLA, and Alabama. My other ones were Arizona, uh, Arizona, yep. Purdue, Kentucky. So three out of four on that side are gone. Alabama was the only one on the right Oof. side, on the left side, done. And then, um, so this will be Kansas a very interesting one. On yet, too, so. I know who I'm going for. It's going to be number three, Gonzaga Bulldogs versus number two, UCLA Bruins. UCLA Bruins. Goodness, uh, I'm going Gonzaga because I actually have them winning it all. I have faith. Um, they have more size and length, um, and I think they're just going to be overall better. I think Gonzaga. I think. I'm... Oh, okay. So we disagree. I have on UCLA this one. winning it all. They're going to beat Gonzaga. And I. 
Yeah, I don't think Drew. I like Drew Timmy. He's became Gonzaga's all-time leading point scorer. Um, or a couple games ago, but okay. like, I think UCLA is just too good. I I have them winning the whole thing in a lot of and well, two of my I had them winning the whole thing in two of my brackets. The experts would agree with you because well. all three of these experts in Arizona winning in one UCLA above Gonzaga. So I guess I'm the odd cat out, and I'll I'll accept that. Um, for being an odd cat out. I will not be on this one. I'm taking Alabama Crimson Tide over the San Diego State Aztecs. Um, I'm taking this one single-handedly, surely. It'll be just fine. Um, I think that it is just going to show Alabama's force, uh, size, and speed advantage, and it's going to be one and done, at least by 10, at least. I think so too. I think San Diego State hasn't had to play somebody as good as Alabama. They've they've had the cupcake bracket so far, and I think Alabama's gonna. Not that San Diego State's not good. I just don't think that they're gonna be shell shocked okay. at the talent difference, and they're gonna find themselves in an early hole and not be able to recover. And Alabama's gonna win by by like twelve. The other part Ooh. of that South bracket. This one I have a toss up. Because I, like I said, Princeton is my pick to be this year's Cinderella. You, gonna, you went to I the one I wanted to, to keep for last. But, no, shush. But Creighton has been playing some very good ball. Like, NC State was a good team yeah. first round, and then they and then beating Baylor handily like that. They're, they're scary. They they're scary good. I picked a six seed to make it to the final four in Kentucky. Creighton might be the one to watch out for. Yes, but, go, baby. I'm going oh, Princeton, Princeton to the still. Elite Eight. Let's Man. go. Oh my God. I think I think they're gonna I uh, same here. Um I get I wanna see the Ivy League do it. <laughs> I, I get that yes. Brains over bronze. Let's get <laughs> up clean. But they also Prince, I mean, exactly. Princeton had a pretty so good. They also like went they some beat stuff. Arizona. They beat the two um, in and I think seed. that this isn't going to slow them down just yet. I think they make it to the Elite Eight and then get knocked out by Alabama, and that's fine. They're going to be very happy with this. Uh, Princeton was was what I wanted to say for the last because I wanted to to call out Princeton to the Elite Eight uh, before you. Now I didn't. That's okay. Um, Flipping over to Miami versus Houston. I, Aha. I'm i torn on this one. I don't know why. Like, I should just go Houston. They look good. They play well. Um, but something in my gut. That, that, that yeah. drubbing of Indiana made me really hesitant on that one. Like, before that, I was all, yeah. all aboard Houston. They, I mean, they've shellacked Auburn. But, oh, but Miami came. To, I, I, I Indiana's playing Stopped some good them. ball. Yes, by and sixteen. Came for the Granted, throw in that's the second half. Not as much as the um, seventeen. I had to make sure my math was right. Seventeen that Houston beat Auburn by, but I would say Indiana was the better. <laughs> like if you had put Auburn versus Indiana, I would have chosen Indiana to win. So. 
I, you know, I'm going to sway it. I'm going to sway it. I'm going to go Miami. I'm going to go a couple upsets this round. I'm going to go a couple upsets. Stuff. Okay. I, I can respect I'm, I'm that. I like it. Like I said, it was a lot closer but. than I wanted it to be. Um, and that's all right. Now, for the final one, um, we've got Texas and Xavier. Um, now, granted, I have Xavier moving on. So I also didn't think it would be Texas who made it out here, but that's okay. Um, I'm still going to take Xavier. Uh, Xavier put up 72 the first game, 84 the second game. Texas, 81-71. So, I mean, they're scoring closely in the tournament. I just think Xavier played the better teams. So uh, Xavier shows experience and history and uh, goes to the Elite Eight. Really? Another disagreement. I mean, I think Texas is going to win. I think they're, in my opinion, they were the best team. They, they were the best team in their entire conference this season. And <clears throat> I don't know. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed. I just, like, Xavier only beat Kennesaw State by five. And then they beat Pitt by 11, which. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, yeah. they, they beat them pretty through and through. They're uh, up by a lot. They're up by fourteen at halftime. But I don't know. I think I think Texas is underrated this mm. season. I think. See, I actually had it being. I wouldn't Xavier. be surprised if they made a real run um, at the whole thing. And you're gonna laugh, but Colgate. <laughs> I wanted because I always know a number two seed's going to upset a number fifteen, so I didn't <laughs> expect it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, a number 15 upsets a number two. Other way around. Uh, I didn't expect it to be the Princeton team. I thought it was going to be the Colgate. Uh, so little upset by that. So I got that whole thing wrong. But I, I at least ended my foolishness with Xavier, and I still think Xavier is going to prove me right and help me lock in so I can win because I still have the most max points available out of everyone. Um, so that's the important thing for me. I just if if a lot of You'll things go right for me this weekend, I'll be fine. <laughs> just because I have, because there's a potential for me to have, you know, above fifty percent for everything. If it goes like I need, I need it to work out. Like Alabama, UConn, Ooh. UCLA, and Texas. Uh, I think it's going to be a win. fun weekend. And weekend. as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Join us on the Facebook. Join us on the TikTok. Uh, we're posting more and on the YouTube. We're slowly gaining traction. So keep sharing, keep liking, keep involving us, keep asking questions. We even have a Facebook chat uh, that if you guys want to ask questions, whether it's betting or just fantasy football or NBA questions, whatever it is, feel free to hop in and do that. Um, and as always, you know, go support um, Guns Down, Gloves Up. Right, Travis? And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next one. We out! Yes, sir. La, 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 la.